power means you can do things. It's an anointing that comes upon you that makes people follow you. Do you want that anointing? Do you want to be a leader or a follower? You know, as Christians, we're supposed to be the leaders. Some are natural-born leaders, right? We Anybody in here a natural-born leader? You know if you are, yeah. Some of you are. Some of you are natural-born followers. That's okay, but now that you're a new creation in Christ, guess what? Now he wants you to be the leader. If we allow the enemy to always say, you're the tail, you're the tail, you're the tail, you're nothing, then you'll be a nothing. It's up to you to take that step. It's up to you to make the change. It's up to you to say, I have the courage to go forward. That's your choice. Now be the leader, let others follow you, the anointing comes. The anointing will not come unless you be a leader. Oh, I wanted the anointing how I am right now. No, not until you're a leader, it's not going to come. Do you have an, do I have an agreement in here? Is that true? You know when there's been an anointing that comes upon you. Were you leading or following? You were leading. You were leading others. Maybe you were leading others to battle. Maybe you were praying for somebody. You were a leader at that point. You were speaking things. I had someone say, Leslie, you know, I just, I need to learn how to pray like you do. And I said, you can pray. You've got power in your words. You've got anointing in your words. You can pray. No, but it doesn't come out like you. I said, I don't want you to pray like me. I want you to find out who you are. I want you to have courage. I want you to speak the truth. I want you to speak to that devil. Tell him to get away. I want you to have the boldness. I want you to be that leader because the devil will come in and kill the weak. Are you going to let him kill the weak? No. We're going to stand up. It's time as Christians we become that leader in every areas of our life. Whether it's ministry, whether it's home, whether it's working, whether it's wherever we are, whatever, just be that natural born leader and people will follow. They'll just naturally approach you because that anointing of a leader is upon you. <laughs> we were in Dubai and they're going, I was with Sharonda and Melissa and we were walking around the, the gold suit and this, I don't know if it happened once, I know it happened once, it might happen twice, but this, I think it happened twice, but this guy goes, a different guy too, he goes, he goes, that's the leader pointing to me. That's the boss. According to me, is that right? Yeah. Because that's the authority that I walk in. You can have that authority. You can have that authority. But you have to decide. Are you going to be a leader today? I see a yes and amen out there. Yes and amen. I mean, you say, no, I'm just more comfortable to be that follower. Get out of that. That's weakness. That's weakness. You have to be strong. You have to be courageous. And sometimes you fake it till you make it. Well, I'm not comfortable. Well, you think I'm comfortable in everything that I do? You think I am. <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, she, you know, Leslie must be really confident. She must be, you know, no. Do you think I don't tremble sometimes? Yeah. I have a word of the Lord to share with you later. You think I'm trembling? Yeah. But I'm going to go forth with with a boldness of the Lord and speak it and minister to the people, the body of Christ out there, because you deserve it. You deserve it. And everyone out there in the world deserves you. Deserves you. Deserves you to be that leader. Deserves you to be that leader. To be that example. It causes you to have a boldness to come upon you. It causes you to be found faithful. It causes you to find that there's an anointing on you that you have to speak the truth. You do it in love. 
I just was shocked the other day when someone told me it was a relative of mine. It says, because I was ministering to someone else in the family far back. And they said, you know, you're not always the most delicate with your words. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, really? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. But we depend on you because you speak the truth. You speak it and you speak it with boldness, what she said to me. So we depend on you to do that work. Right? But I'm thinking, I thought I was pretty delicate. <laughs> I try to, you know, especially with family, you try to watch the words you say. Right? So actually, I thought, well, I was kind of tiptoeing around. That was delicate. Wow. Yeah, you haven't, yeah, you haven't, I, you know, you aren't like my church people that really see me sometimes. You know? So anyway, so, but it's an important thing to be that leader. And yes, do it in love. I'm not saying don't. I mean, I, I am different. I understand that. Um, but I'll go on. Anyway, so power with the anointing and with the might, it means action. It means you go forth. It means you do the work. I know. Ministry's tough. Now, we had, um, I don't know, did you say this before we were in ministry that, that uh, or else you heard it? I know that there was a statement that was made, you know, that pastor he must just, you know, live in the real world. He must just sit and read his Bible all the time. Yeah, you said that? Yeah, you're in ministry. God showed you, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, it's not just an eight-hour-a-day job. It's 24-7. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, ministry is work, but God is a good boss. And I, you know, I know that he'll give me the need of sleep I need. I know that he'll give me... The strength that I need, but it's it's about going forth. I know that when Stan did get into the first time with Prophecy Club, they just thought he just read books and watched videos all the time. I mean, you have no idea. You have no idea till you're in full-time ministry, right, Lee? You don't have any idea. It is, yes, it is a, it's a lot of, uh, it's, it's work. And, I mean, it can be exhausting, but it's the most rewarding job I've ever had in my life. You know, and someone says, well, uh, do you get paid? And I was, I'm about to get Social Security. And I'm like, I didn't put enough years in of the workplace out there, so now I have to take whatever they call it, points off a stand or something. I don't know. Thank you for still being married to me so I can. Um, but it's like, uh, so I didn't get enough, I guess, taken out for all those years that I worked. I'm like, man, I started working at 13. You'd think that that would have been enough. But, you know, obviously they weren't taking it out back then. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that that it is work. It's work to be in your own your job. It's work to be in your household. It's work to be in ministry. But you don't quit, and you try to balance it all, and I get it. But it is action, and it is going forth. That's what it is. If something happens to a loved one, for those of you that have children, something happens to a child, man, I'm telling you what, you do action then, Right? But you don't want to find out, find that you're doing action at that point. You want to have already been prepared before then. You already want to know how to fight the battle before then. You already want to know how to be victorious before then. You want to know how to call in that peace that passes all understanding before that moment. I hope I'm encouraging to you today. Amen? Y'all are staring at me. Y'all okay? Give me a smile or something like I'm okay. Are you soaking it in? Is that what it is? You're soaking it in because that's what I want. Now, you demonstrate by 
pulling down those strongholds, but we go with it with good morals, cleansing ourselves beforehand. You can't go to battle not prepared. You can't go to battle without being cleansed. You can't go to battle without putting on everything, your armor. Can't do it. Can't do it. Well, you can, but I don't recommend it. Let's put it that way. But all things are possible with God, and the only way that you can take back the enemy by force is to have the confidence and the boldness to do it and trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. I'll go here to where I want to be. Now, I just talked about putting on your full armor of God. You can find that in Ephesians 6 for those of you that don't know what that means. All right, start here today. So Deborah, she had faith, and she knew without a doubt that God was for them, and, she, and that God had already prepared her before she went to battle. She knew God allowed her to take that action. And she trusted God, and she also knew that the men trusted her. She had respect for them. So, ladies, if you're in a workforce and you have men around you, or even in your home, if you have men around you, you need to respect them. You know, start off even when they're little, the, the children, the little boys, because they need to know or need to earn your trust. They need to, you know, to earn your respect. It's very important to instill that in them. Um, but anyway, but Deborah, she had made already a goal that she was not going to stop till the job was done. She was in order. She encouraged them. She said, come on, let's go. And immediately when there was victory, guess what she did? What did she do at that precise moment there was victory? What did she do? She praised God. Right? She, pra- she praised the Lord immediately. In Judges 5, you can find it, 5-1, it says, Then St. Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, are on, that, are on that day saying, Praise ye the Lord. Everybody say, Praise ye the Lord. It is a new year. Praise ye the Lord. Wake up, say, Praise ye the Lord. Right? That's how we should start our day. Praise ye the Lord. I even, I will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord of God of Israel. And I'll sing praises to him forever. No matter what is going on, if you have breath, I will praise the Lord. Right? If you have a breath, you can even think, I will praise the Lord. Hallelujah is right. Has he chosen you? Yeah. If you're a child of God, he's chosen you. In 1 Corinthians 1, 27 and 29, says, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Are you a foolish thing? They think you are. You look pretty weird. You look pretty foolish. You look pretty foolish, Leslie, on the top of your roof dancing around with your children and your husband up there declaring the word of the Lord. You look pretty foolish, but it confounds the wise. In other words, they're like, hmm, I guess they got something. God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. We can be, we may be weary, we may be weak, whoever we are. You get weak, get weary. Yeah, we do. That's life, right? But God is strong. When we're weak, He is strong. Right? We have to remember that. God, I'm weak today. I'm weary. I don't think I can go on. So I give it to you. I trust in you and I'm going to praise you today. You're going to give me the steps to take. I'm going to listen to you today. I'm going to set aside every heavy weight. I have to do that so I can hear from you. Lord, help me to hear from you today. Help me to be strong. First Corinthians 129, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Are you in nothing? Do you believe in Christ being crucified? He chose you. 
Did you know that? You think you chose him. He chose you. He adopted you. Our son, Sean, Stan adopted him when he was six years old. Uh, had a previous marriage and um, uh, had Sean. And then Stan adopted Sean. He wanted to be a Johnson and Stan wanted to adopt him. And so when we went to the judge, the final day, um, so the judge put the gavel down and say, he's yours. Talking about Stan, he now belongs to you. You have adopted him. And the judge looked to me. And before he put that gavel down and said, it's done, he says, I just want you to understand something. That this adoption takes over the blood. In other words, you might be blood with your son. But should you, should you choose to separate or divorce, guess what? He has more rights now to Sean than you, than me. Well, I can't divorce him until he's 18. Okay. I'm still married, yeah, right. <laughs> we are still married almost 39 years, so I'm good. But the point I'm trying to make is that that, because he adopted us, he chose us. That's more powerful than biological bloodline. You didn't know that, some of you. He chose you. So since he chose you because you believe in Jesus Christ, it's not about our wisdom. It's not about our strength. It's about the boss. It's about the boss. Amen? There's a day that's going to come when those who think that they were wise in their own strength and power and will become a nothing because no man will boast before the Son of Man in his presence. The closer I get to the Lord, the more I know I'm a nothing. The closer I get to the Lord, the more the fear and trembling of doing the right thing comes upon me. The closer I get to the Lord, I don't want to displease Him. When I'm first saved, I got by with stuff. And the difference is now, however many years, it's a extreme narrow path. And some of you know, and some of you don't. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for 38 50, 60 years, doesn't matter. If you're not walking in the fear and trembling of the Lord, you're not close enough. If these haven't, these things haven't happened to you that you realize you're a nothing, then you're not walking close enough. Because the closer you get to the Lord, the more you spend time with Him, the more you do His work, the more you take that faith walk, the more you say, I'm weak, you're going to be strong, the more you fake it till you make it, guess what? Then that anointing hits you, Right? And then you realize, I am nothing. And I'll bow before you, my Lord Jesus Christ. I'll bow before you because I'm a nothing. I'm a nothing. However, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I know the boss. And I reverence him. I fear him. I don't want to say things that are going to be displeasing to him. I don't want to do something that's displeasing to him. That tears me up more than anything. I was telling Stan the other day, I said, you know, when I was little, I must have been a real toot. <laughs> they called me Spunky. My grandmother said, called me, named me Spunky. And that was, I guess, true because they're like, leave her alone, she's just Spunky. 
Praise God for grandmothers, right? Right? For glammies, right? <laughs> because I guess with that spunkiness, there was times that um, I didn't always obey, right? And uh, so much so that my dad, um, I guess it had it with me in the car. I guess I was jumping all around probably. I was three. I know the story. I kind of remember it, but I know the story. I was three years old. Now, this is going to sound horrible about my dad, but he probably only went two feet when I get to that part, okay? He didn't drive two miles. I'll just preference that. So I, he, was, he was getting on to me. If I didn't obey him, it was before you had to put seatbelts on and tie them down. Now I know why there's really seatbelts. <laughs> it has, it's probably nothing to do with safety. It's just to keep them in that place. So anyway, so I'm, I'm bouncing around, causing problems, and he goes, if you don't stop, I'm going to pull over to the side of the road and put you out of the car. Well, I didn't, I didn't believe him. That's my daddy. Why would I believe he'd just pull over to the side of the road and put me out? Well, he did. He pulled over, opened the door, put me out in the, the pasture, and drove off. Now, like I said, he probably went six feet maybe. But I got the point. I got the point, and I never remember him having to put me outside the car ever again. I did learn a lesson. So, you know, those, those kinds of things didn't work for me. That kind of discipline didn't work for me as far as spankings and stuff like that. That didn't work for me. But he learned at that moment how to give me that look, probably that look like I'll put you outside the car if you do that again. All the rest of my life with him till he has passed on, if he gave me that look, I melted. And I straightened up and I obeyed. I obeyed. I mean... 20s, 30s, I obeyed. If he just, all he had to do is give me that look. I was like, I'm about to be put out in the car on the pasture, out of the car. Leslie, you remember that day? You're about to be put out. So I feared him. And that's the place we have to get with the Lord, you know? Maybe his spankings don't work with you. But I guarantee you, if you spend time with him, and if you feel, this is how he, the Lord still works with me, it's probably because of how the father, my father, my, G, my dad worked with me, is that, that I just feel that, oh, I've just displeased him. I just displeased him and I melt. I mean, whippings with me, like some of you talk about, I've had them, a few of them, with God, but there's this comes over me, I just displeased him. Just displeased him and that makes me melt. I don't want to displease my God. God will raise up those he desires to have them serve. God does not hesitate to to call us. God does not hesitate to empower you. God promotes you. It's God that takes you up the ladder. God calls us faithful. God doesn't look at what our natural abilities are. God looks to who we are because of what he puts inside of us. He's chosen you. He's adopted you. He wants you to do the work of the ministry. Different levels. We all can't be the hand. We all can't be the foot. We all can't be the eye, right? Can't do all that. We have to be who we are in Christ, but we have to work towards empowering us even more every day, every day, every day. He will use you, but how much are you willing to let him use you? That's the question. Deborah was a strong leader. God made men and women differently, like Sunni and Lucy. And if you don't know, just go look in the mirror. All right? 
Deborah did not physically take up the sword into the battle on the battlefield. She left it to the men, but she led them. She showed respect and honor, and she did not try to become masculine, and she did not give up her femininity. That's where the strength and the power comes in with women. We keep our femininity, and we keep respecting the men. That's where our power comes in. Amen, men? Come on. All right. Spiritually, we all have the strength and power to take up the sword and the spirit and fight in the spirit realm and defeat the devil and his evil spirits. That's when you're doing spiritual warfare in your home. Maybe you need to go out to your car. Maybe you need to drive out to a little field where there's nobody there and do that spiritual warfare because you can't do it at home. There's places you can go. If you say, they aren't gonna, they aren't gonna understand. Well, you know, if they're not gonna understand and if you're gonna disrupt the household and if you're gonna cause a commotion in, then don't do it in the home. You don't have to be in the home, but you can go to a private place with the Lord. You, they, you don't have to make them come to you, but if you go somewhere and you do that spiritual warfare, it will make a change in the home. True? Because someone, well, they need to just come to my level. No, they're not ready to be at your level. And all you're going to do is cause commotion in the home, cause disrespect to you, cause you to be mocked, Cause it to be harder on you in the home. I just spoke to someone. Yeah. Deborah sought the Lord with wisdom to receive his strategy. That's what it's all about. Strategy. Right? Ask the Lord to reveal his strategies to be victorious over the devil. He will give you the strategies. If you have a dream that's kind of scary, and it maybe happens to a loved one or a friend in the dream, he hasn't given you that strategy to call him up and say, Hey, you know what? I just had a dream last night that you have cancer and you're going to die. You have three months to live. How do you think they're going to receive that? I just wanted to let you know God gave me that dream for you. Curse you! I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, what I say back to them. I reverse the plans and attacks of the enemy. You don't cause that fear and give it to them. Go, okay, good, it's off of me, now it's on them. Stupid! God gave you that strategy, the plan and attack of the enemy for that person or persons you need to pray. You can be victorious for them. Amen? So that's when that spiritual warfare, that battle comes to place, and you get strong in the Lord, and you're going to speak to that devil. And I'm talking, it might not be at your home, unless you have like-minded people in your home that could do it with you. Do it and win the battle. And then let it go. Reverse the plans and attacks of the enemy for them, for you, whoever it is that you prayed for or that you got that dream for. Reverse it. But don't speak it. Don't rehearse it. Don't allow it to come into fruition again. Sometimes Stan say, I had a dream. Well, well, it's a, it's a, if it's about something that's happened or fear, I said, I cancel it in the name of Jesus and don't you speak it. Right? Remember, Stan, you're supposed to reverse the plans and attacks of the enemy and cancel the plans and attacks of the enemy and let it not come to your mind again because it's done. When I do that, it's done. I don't think about it anymore. I don't even think about it anymore. If it tries to come up, I say, hmm, I reversed it, devil, and I canceled it in Jesus' name. Don't bring it up to me again. For I have the mind of Christ, the blood of Jesus over my mind, conscious, subconscious, and subliminal areas, and I will not rehearse it again. Done. I guess I'm not real delicate. (laughs) 
When the devil shouts at you, you shout louder. You have a voice. I've heard some of you. We can do spiritual warfare and take the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and attack the enemy over our lives, our family, friends, co-workers, and ministry. Something not going right at your work. You need a raise. You need this, that, whatever. You take the sword of the spirit, the word of God, that says, it says right here, I'm the head and I'm not the tail, devil. I am blessed and I'm not cursed, devil. Get thee behind me. In the name of Jesus, you do it. Deborah was courageous. She was called by God to lead at a difficult time. She served with wisdom and knowledge. She supported the people. She was trusted. She was direct. She was confident. And she was humble. God wants to enlist you. He wants you. He wants me to rally the troops to battle. He wants you to be that spiritual warrior. He wants you to be that prayer warrior. And he wants you to have others join in the battle with you. And by the way, if you're not joining with us at 9.30 in the morning, you need to join us at 9.30 in the morning. This is when church starts here at Spirit of Prophecy Church. It doesn't start at 10.30 when praise and worship starts. Get up out of bed and get here. Okay, I'm not delicate. I get it now. I got it. I got it. Okay, so since I'm not delicate, get up out of bed and get here and join us. And get into the battle. Going to rally the troops. Matter of fact, I'll talk about it during announcements. We're going to rally the troops and all of you that are still at home and getting a phone call. You're going to be here next week. 9.30. Actually, 9.20. God wants to enlist you. You know, you have to do the battle. If you think you're only going to do the battle for yourself, that's selfish. Sorry, it just is. We should be battling for each other. Man, my thumb is going to sleep. I'm like holding this so tight. Let me change. I don't even know if I can switch that now. (laughs) All right, so he wants you, he wants me to rally the troops. So we're not to sit back and let other people do the job, right? Again, we've heard this saying before. He uses the ordinary to be extraordinary. So the key is you have to take the action. You have to do it. There has to be something in your mind. Okay, i got to change here. i got to do something. I'm going to take that step. That's action. Everybody stand up with me. And all those that are watching online, you're going to take the step. You're going to make a, a, an announcement in the spirit realm you're taking the step. You're going to take the step to be courageous. You're going to take the step to be victorious. You're going to take the, take the step to be bold in the Lord. And you're going to take the step to rally the troops. So the action is you're going to take the step. And then you're going to say, the courage of the Lord has come upon me. All right, so make sure you can get to a place. If you have to turn sideways where you are in the, in the, in the row, you're going to take a step, an action step. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Take the step. The courage of the Lord is upon me. That was really, really weak. <laughs> now you know the words. Let's try again. Just the courage of the Lord is upon me. The courage of the Lord is upon me. Say it. Would y'all rather say boldness? The boldness of the Lord is upon me. Okay, courage, okay. Whichever word you want. The courage and boldness of the Lord is upon me. Practice. The courage and the boldness of the Lord is upon me. You ready for the step? Here we go. Step. The courage and the boldness of the Lord is upon me. That was better. Now let's use it with action. 
All right. I've got the sword. I'm going to declare and decree, right? Okay, so here we go. We're taking our action. You've got to use your hand. Got to use your right hand. Everybody raise your hand. All right, take the step. The courage of the boldness of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. Now there's smiles in here. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Now you have it. You feel it? Amen. You can choose courage or you could choose comfort. Which do you want? You need to really decide it. <clears throat> but I will say comfort's not always comfort. Right? It's not really comfort. It actually becomes very discomfortable. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Courage is the choice. That means you're willing to do what you got to do. And if you want to be that mighty man or woman of valor, that means you have courage. That means you're brave, especially in battle. You do win. Because even if you take your last breath here on this earth, you're going to praise and worship your God forever. Even then, you're victorious. But you fight the battle till you take that last breath, and then you get to praise God forever. No, no losing there. Amen? How does God call someone? In Hebrews 12, 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Is there a race before you? You should know it in these days and times. We've talked about over and over. Stan and I, others have gotten up here about that narrow path. It's really getting skinny. That that line is really getting tighter. It's really starting to be noticed. One side, the other side. It's becoming pretty clear. It's even becoming clear with Christians that call themselves Christian. Coming really clear. You are really bouncing on that other side, Christian. You need to straighten up your act. And get on that straight and narrow path. And begin to walk that balance beam. Learn how to do it. Because if you're a little bit over here, you're not serving God how he wants you. And you are at a risk of totally falling off the fence and into the devil's hands. That's where we are. God is the same God today as he was with Deborah. In Philippians 2.13, so for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do good of his good pleasure. And to do of his good pleasure. It's good pleasure of the Lord when you're doing his will. It's not always comfortable to do his will. Matter of fact, most of the time when you're doing his will, it's not comfortable. Is that a true statement? Because we want to go back to our fleshly ways. So God, he'll give you that plan. You want a plan? You want a strategic plan? You ask for it. It's not what Leslie says. It's not what Stan says. It's not what Lou says. It's not what Sunni says or any other minister that comes up here. You ask for that plan. He puts inside of you. What the desire that he has for you. He puts it inside of you. 
Pay attention to his voice. Learn how to hear his voice. And then understand you're going to go. You're going to go forth. You're going to take that action step. Some of you, when you get home to your place, you need to say, I'm taking an action step in my home. There's people here in my home that are not serving God. They're not serving the Lord. And I'm taking an action step right now, Lord. I'm going to say it underneath my breath, but I'm taking action. Right? And then you start speaking the word of the Lord. You start maybe playing the Bible over and over and over again. Just let it just, you know, find something that just plays it constantly. King James Bible, just play constantly. Put it in the closet. It fills the atmosphere, but it doesn't affect anybody. You have to do those things. Change the atmosphere to where they want to serve Christ. You take the action step. You do it. Don't sit back and go, I'm defeated. I'll just hope that they come around someday. No, we don't have some days. We have now days. The more forth that we go doing the Lord's will, the more he will give us to do. Oh, well, then I don't want to do it. <laughs> you weak link. All right? Oh, yeah, delicate. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to work on that. Whoops. Okay. Don't be a weak link, okay? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Plans of God are not always easy. Remember, think about Mary. I'm certain she was scared. So what kind of legacy are you leaving? What kind of legacy are you leaving? Who are you speaking into whose lives? doesn't have to be known to everybody, but who are you speaking to? Who are you encouraging? You know, the same way that God used Deborah, he's telling you to stand up, take that action step, and to work. And take that courageous, bold stand. You don't wrestle, man. You wrestle in the spiritual realm. Remember that. It may become a tax as a man to you, but you, you war in the spirit realm. The God of this world, Satan, is blinding the eyes of his people. But remember that the battle belongs to the Lord. He's just using you as a mighty warrior in that battle. You need to join the battle. Don't just sit back and, oh, God is so good. I just love him so much. And everything's just wonderful and rosy. And everything's peachy and creamy and all kinds of stuff. And just be lying. Oh, gosh, delicate. Sorry. <laughs> I will work on that. You're going, yeah, right, Leslie. So be a willing participant in his army. He's the one that gives you the courage to lead. Because when you lead, others will follow. Now, leadership matters in the home. Leadership matters in the church, the businesses, the nations, the courts, the schools, universities, etc. So it's time now to understand you're going to be that leader. You a leader? Yeah, you should be a leader now after all this. Obedience is better than sacrifice and courage. He's already qualified you, so be bold. You know, weakness is, or, or even like a shyness, that kind of thing, that's not of God. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you should be more bold. Once you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the operating of the gifts inside of you, you better be bold. Right? You better be a changed person. God changed you from being that weak link to being that strong link of his. And we've had, I mean, people think that Christians are just supposed to be, they think meek is weak. They think um, 
Christians should just not have a voice. We have a voice, but it's on our knees. It's on our, when we're praying, that's when we have that warfare going on, right? He wants you to walk in righteousness. He wants you to walk in joy. It's okay to have a smile on your face with ministry time. It's okay. It's okay to laugh and have a fun time in the Lord. You just need to know that you need to ask for the characteristics of Jesus. You want to be a living testimony for Jesus. You want to be virtuous, which means righteous, worthy, honorable, and you want to be humble. Now, maybe some of you feel like God's not aware of your problem. Maybe some of you feel like your marriage is full of hopelessness. Maybe someone feels like their children are so rebellious you don't know what to do. Maybe someone needs an increase in their pocket. And maybe someone has emotions that are out of control. Maybe someone has addictions that is watching this. Focus on the size of our God. Praising him will take you out of the pit. Pastors, ministers, we struggle too. So be real with God. Be real with God. And understand that when you praise him, when you worship him, that spirit of heaviness has to leave. All of a sudden there's a boldness and a strength that comes upon you, and then you can fight. But if you're just going to lay down, pull the sheet over your head, you aren't victorious. So lay all your sins at the feet of Jesus. He loves you so much, and we are free. So pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this message from the book of Judges about Deborah. Help each one of us here today to be excited about you and excited that you want to enlist us in your army. No matter what, Lord, we know you love us. If there's anyone here in this room or watching that does not have a relationship with you, then we pray together and we lock arms together. And we say in Jesus' name, come and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. You are my God, my Savior, my Master, my King, my Lord, our God. Say say this now and equip us now for the work of the ministry and give us the excitement in our hearts to go to work and to wake up and answer the call of leadership. Wake up! In Jesus' name. Now I encourage you to share this with all of your friends. You can click on like and subscribe. Also, you can donate. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a place where you can uh, contact us and we can receive your emails. And if you receive this message and you now say, Lord, I'm a leader, and I encourage you to let us know. Also, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I encourage you to do so now, and then contact us by email and let us know. We'll rejoice with you, as do the angels in heaven. God bless. Well, good morning, Spirit of Prophecy Church. It is winter. I mean, yesterday morning was spring. Now we are winter. I don't know what happened to fall. Something happened to fall. It just kind of came and went. But anyway, so welcome to Spirit Prophecy Church. We're so happy that you're joining us today. And for those of you that can't physically be here at our church here in Plano, we just encourage you to keep checking in and and watching our live stream. Although today, the second, (laughs) you'll have to watch it later because it's not on right now, but it is being recorded, so you'll be able to watch it later on. 
Um, and also, um, well, I'll get to that here in just a minute. Now, um, on this coming Thursday is going to be intercessory prayer. Melissa Caffrey, she, oh, she is the one that's in charge of that. So I encourage you to come to intercessory prayer Thursday evening. Arrive a few minutes before 7 p.m., so from 7 to 8.30 p.m., usually that's when the prayer comes and we do the intercession comes. And I've been hearing it's really been powerful. So I encourage you to come. That's Thursday. Thursday, right? And what date is that? The 6th at 7 p.m. Now, um, next two Sundays, there's going to be, for those of you that are here, you're going to be receiving um, a little flyer, a little half-sheet flyer. Half sheet flyer that says, let us pray together. Can you give those to your mom so she can hand those out? Let's pray together. So the next two Sundays, please, you can hold that one for me. Please arrive 920 because from 930 to 1015 for at least the next two Sundays, we are going to have an open mic to pray for our church specifically and for the needs of this church specifically. I don't ask you all to do very much, but I'm asking for those of you to come and be a part. If you're part of Spirit Prophecy Church, please, please come next Sunday, 920. Make all effort. If you're online, uh, I would ask that you join us also to prayer. If you, um, we're going to be sending out an email to those that are ministry members and also to give some guidelines and some bullet points of things to pray for. But those of you that are online, I'd like for you to email me at contact at Spirit of Prophecy Church, contact at Spirit of Prophecy Church, if you have a prayer that you would want us to read for Spirit of Prophecy Church, for growth and for a new building and um, also for God to continue to use us in ministry and so forth and so on. But if you have a prayer, we would ask that you email uh, contact at Spirit of Prophecy Church by 10 p.m. Saturday, January the 8th. So I encourage you to do that, and we'll have somebody read it for you. It'll be limited to two-minute prayers. If you don't get done with your prayer, you just get back in line and come back up here. It's kind of like we do for our, our prayer meetings, and we want everybody to be involved. Whether you come up behind the microphone or not, um, you can join in and participate in agreeing with the prayers. So everyone, please, 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 all of the church members, please, uh, we'll be sending out an email. Hopefully, I'll have somebody contact you, too, that would remind you to please come next Sunday, 920. We will start at 930 on the dot and be praying till 1015 and doing that for the next several Sundays. Okay, children, you can go ahead and go sit down. Thank you for my helpers. You can take that to your mom. That'd be fine. Thank you, Enzo. Thank you, Elsa. She froze everything today. <laughs> That's why it's frozen here. All right, so um, uh, actually, Melissa had a word for the church here that I just want to read. Um, uh, read this because it goes in line with what we why we need to pray for our church. I encourage you again come Thursday for the intercessory prayer time. Um, she says that this this word was given to the Spirit Prophecy Church December the twentieth, twenty twenty one. February 6, 1996, 747 Flight 301 took off from the Dominican Republic. This particular aircraft and its crew remained stationed in the Dominican for a few weeks because the plane did not have enough passengers to justify the flight financially. The first officer was new to the 757, 
with fewer than 75 hours with the plane, all in the previous three months. The captain, however, was one of the airline's most seasoned pilots with thousands of hours with the plane. While the aircraft accelerates to take off speed, <coughs> the captain noticed that his airspeed indicator was not reading the same as the first officer's. Not long after takeoff, the pilot's airspeed indicator appears to be working. He then puts the plane on autopilot and continues to climb. Indicators began to warn that the plane is traveling at max speed. The co-pilot's gauge showed, shows, however, that they are climbing at a normal speed and then much too slowly. After resetting circuit breakers, the pilot decides to pull back on speed. The plane becomes unstable and difficult to maneuver and is thrown into a stall from which it does not recover. Recordings show that both the co-pilot and relief pilot suggested an increase of speed after analysis of ground-to-air data. Due to culture, however, the co-pilot did not increase throttle as he was not the senior crewman. It was later determined that the vegetables that allowed for intake of air to calculate speed were not properly fitted with covers while the plane remained stationary and that a wasp had built within the gauge the gauge, excuse me, within the gauge and nest, thus causing the malfunction. Now, she says, I feel like this, the word is this. Prophecy Club and Spirit of Prophecy Church have been in a holding pattern for a period of time. There has not been a proper prayer and spiritual covering applied over this ministry during the time by those who had it in their power to do so, mostly the local church itself. I do not mean this to certain individuals. I know that some will not apply. The time is now to get things going and take off with the plans of the Lord. These are not small, but big plans for a new church building, a studio, international ministry, oil in Israel, kitchens, sporting, sports stadiums, sons and daughters, and so on. There's precious cargo and many souls at stake. It is imperative that those in authority are confined, excuse me, it's imperative to those in authority are confirmed to be on the same page prior to engaging it in takeoff. While max speed may be indicated with the fullness of plans, Stan and yourself and others are beginning to take to another level and engage in. I ask if we have the correct airflow of the Spirit and agreement to sustain that. I feel that we need to come together as a church and pray. We also need to just do the work. I also see that in the ways the Spirit of the Prophecy Church body are just not moving quickly enough to keep up. I see some are in line but feel like they do not have a ticket. Others are getting pushed aside and lose their place in line. Some are afraid of the ride. I feel like the Spirit would like to say to them that the ticket is there and would be validated by Him at the time appointed. I see their hands raised to him and him putting on the safety restraint. They are in line, in order, and connected. They are in pairs. They are on the ride and positioned for him to take them where he would have them go. The ride is fast and requires safety goggles so that nothing gets in the line of vision. So um, I read this this morning, and it's in line with um, why we're going to be praying for the church. We need to come together as a body of Christ and not just dependent on a few people praying for the church. So I encourage you, please, please come. And that also please come on Thursday. All right, stand with me. Let's pray. We'll get our service going this morning. Dear Holy Father, we just come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy, and we thank you so much that we can. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place, and we ask that you guide and direct everything. Let it be done decently and in order. Lord, speak to us, speak through us, anoint the service, anoint the sound, anoint everything about this building that we are in. Lord, I ask that that the atmosphere would be pleasing to you. Now, Lord, there's some that cannot be with us today that are physically part of this body of Christ. I pray for Marsden right now in Jesus' name. I ask that you heal his body in Jesus' name.
Heal him completely right now. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you. Lord, we, we thank you for others that could not be here today. But, Lord, I ask that you are able make a way able for them to come and start joining us in the prayer for the next two Sundays. And for those that are watching online, if there's any sick amongst us, we ask that by the spirit realm that you touch them, that you heal them right now. As they call upon your name, the great surgeon, the great provider, the one is the, the main doctor of the, of the whole world of Christians right now, Lord, we ask that you're the great physician to heal them, touch them in Jesus' name. Remove the plans and attacks of the enemy off their life. Cancel it in Jesus' name. And I thank you. I thank you for it. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I'll let Luke come up here. You may be seated. Time for offering. Good morning, church. It's cold outside, but it's warm inside, right? So we do a prophetic act here. You can bring your offerings forward, and someone come and, and move this box here to the center, please. So go ahead and bring them. Um, I'm going to talk about offering a little bit. So uh, it's January 2nd, I believe, 2022. People are making New Year's resolutions. So... If you want to harvest, think about this. Jesus talked about the things we could see to explain the things in the spirit. So if you want to harvest, you have to plant some seeds. So this is a seed. Money is seed. Money is for some time. You know, it's not just finances. It takes time to earn the money. And it takes time to have a harvest. So we talk about winter wheat. They sow that in November, December here in Texas and then come around Passover time. They harvest that. They harvest the barley, and then the wheat gets harvested in about April. So you got to sow the seed to get the harvest. And so this is sowing, and it's not sowing to a man or a ministry. It's sowing to the kingdom, the kingdom. Jesus Christ will honor your offerings, and he will multiply that, and you will be blessed. It's a return, a return in the spirit. Amen? Amen. And you online, you can, you're not excluded. Scroll down and hit the donate button. You can support us. And we are trying to grow, not to build a ministry, but we want to build the kingdom. Amen. It's great ground to sow in. You know, we teach prophecy, training and equipping, cast out demons, raise the dead, the supernatural type of things that many people can't find in your mainstream Christian churches. You know, I heard a survey. They asked uh, many pastors if they believe in the virgin birth and many other things, but you'd be surprised how many pastors don't believe in the virgin birth. How can they be a pastor? I mean, we've, we've got sound doctrine here. We read the King James Bible. Support us if you can't move to Plano. Support us if you can. Move to Plano. It's a good place. You can get good jobs, and you can become and a body of Christ, and be a member of Spirit of Prophecy Church. So, praise the Lord. We're a missions church, too. Amen. For those that want to be a part of the missions. Lord, that made heaven and the things that therein are, and the, and the uh, earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things that are therein. Whose heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. As we come into this new year, Lord, we want to say that it is an honor 
and a privilege to give to you. We don't give to man, but we give to you. And we know that we cannot outgive you. You've promised to us that if we give to you, that you return it, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And Lord, I believe that that also brings healing physically, financially, spiritually. You can solve every problem, but we have to follow your laws. So it is our privilege to give to you, and Lord, I ask that you receive these offerings. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, your word says you reign on the just and the unjust. So I ask you to bless those that have faith to give to you. Return back to them. Return back a harvest, Lord. And it takes time to get a harvest. But we stand in faith in the meantime. And we ask, Lord, that you translate this into souls. And that the people that are hungry for the things that we do here at Spirit of Prophecy Church, that they will receive what they need, whether that be how to cast out a devil, how to prophesy, or just how to walk in health. Or loose it upon your people, and we call it done by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In uh, in this particular church, we have communion once a month. Now, to a lot of churches, there's a lot of rituals, a lot of religions. It's almost all ritual. But in Christianity, the one thing that He asks us to do is to do this in remembrance of him. So this morning, let's go back and let's remember what he did. And I'm going to be talking about this more specifically. But Jesus came to set the captives free. As soon as Adam and Eve ate of that fruit, we all became captives. What we do here is remembering that moment that Jesus set us free. That's what this is. So bring that body and blood in this modern convenience method. And we're going to bless it. Lord, we know that this is grape juice, but what it represents is the most powerful thing on earth. It represents your blood. And Lord, we know that this is packaged piece of unleavened bread, but it represents your body that was broken and bruised for us that you endured the most painful death so that you could overcome all of our painful sins. You set the captives free. And Lord, we thank you for it. We bless it. So you're going to be getting this, but we'll ask you to hold it in just a minute. It's a college course to take to be able to get this thing apart. But the top part is what contains the unleavened bread. And I keep getting it backwards. Do we do the, the blood first or the body first? Body first? Okay. So it's in the order it's in here. So we'll... I got it. I got it. I got it. I have enough fingernails left. I, I was able to get it. So for just a moment... I want to take you to the moment when God did something special in this. As you recall, Pilate was trying to make a decision about what to do. And if we could be taken to that moment and actually heard every word, probably Pilate did what most men do, wanted to get his wife's opinion. And he went to his wife, and I'll bet you what he said was something like, what do you think, hon? 
And she said, have nothing to do with this man because I had a dream. I had a dream, and probably if we could hear all of the words she said, it was something along the lines of, and this dream shook me to the core. Have nothing to do with this man. Do not condemn him. Do not touch him. Do not have anything to do with him. He's an innocent man. Now, the Bible doesn't tell all of those details, but in so many words, that's probably what happened in that kind of a ballpark. I'm not trying to add to the Bible. I'm trying to get our mind to go there. So Pilate, which had the power to condemn or release him, said, I'll wash my hands. I'll have nothing to do with him. And what was that saying? That was saying that the Romans, or what today we would call the public part of it, or the official part of it, said he's an innocent man. I'll not touch him. We have nothing to do with this. And as a symbol, he washed his hands to say, I wash my hands of it. None of this blood is going to go on me. So the leadership of the church, that's the way we would call it today, but it was actually the Jews, the top Jews, meaning specifically the head rabbi, the chief priest, said crucify him. Why is that important? Because Jesus was born in the one and only place on the planet where the lambs for sacrifice must be born. As you recall, we talked about he was swaddled. That means he was tied. So he couldn't scratch his face or he couldn't in any way be blemished because he had to be perfect. That's the swaddling clothes. He was put in a manger, which is a feeding trough for lambs because he is our feed. He is our food. He is our everything. And so in this moment, also according to the Levitical laws, the sacrifice that they did once each year to wash the sins of a nation away had to be approved by the high priest. So when Pilate washed his hands, see if Pilate had said, yes, crucify him, (laughs) that's the, the public. That's the public side. Public side doesn't mean anything. What means is the spiritual side or the church side or specifically the the high priest. He's the one that had to say, yes, crucify him. He had to say that for Jesus to be the Lamb of God. So when he said that, all of the chief priests, all of the, the top leadership hollered and screamed, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. That was important because for him to be the Lamb of God, he had to be approved for the sacrifice. They did not know, but what they were just doing was killing themselves spiritually. They were killing Jesus. Excuse me, they were killing Jesus, but what they were really doing is killing Satan's work over us. At that moment, we were being released from our curses. High priests had to do that. The the Sanhedrin, the the top people within the church, as we would say it today, or really the, the Jewish leadership, gave permission. Yes, we give permission for him to be the Lamb of God. We accept him as the Lamb of God. We accept him as the sacrifice. And they thought they were killing him. He said, no one takes my life. I lay it down. I lay it down for all humanity. And because he cut the cord that allowed Satan to come into our life to kill, steal, and destroy. 
we don't have to walk with him anymore. And I'm going to talk more about that today. We don't have to walk in that anymore. He broke the law of sin and death. Now, what we do here is really important. It's a small thing, but it's a big thing. And we're saying, I don't care if it's round or square. I don't care if it's in a triangle. doesn't make any difference what the symbol is. And by the way, this does not symbolize the sun. This symbolizes the S-O-N, not the S-U-N. The S-O-N, the Son of God. And as he passed it around that night, he broke the bread because it was unleavened bread. It was cooked with water, probably a little bit of oil, and freshly ground wheat berries, representing his body. And we take it now, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. So then, this grape juice which has been hermetically sealed, represents your blood that you gave for us. This heals us, body, soul, and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I turn it over to my lovely daughter, Miss Leslie Ann Johnson Ricciatelli. All right, now it's time for praise and worship. Let's stand up and give him the praise and glory and honor. He is worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Father God, we ask that you would take us to a higher level, a deeper level with you, that our words would not go in vain, but Father God, you would see and hear us, that we would not see and hear man, Father God, that you would hear our hearts and the cries of our hearts. Hear our prayers in the name of Jesus. We lift up the praises to your mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Come on, let me hear you singing hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging seas. My God, He's hold the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. Hallelujah. We'll shout it out. King of kings and Lord of lords, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Because he hung up on that cross. Then he rose up from that grave. My God, still rolling stones away. Yes, he is. There's joy in the house of the Lord. 
There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. Come on. We'll shout out your praise. Come on, let me see hands. We're beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing His praise. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing His praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Come on, hear it. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. No, we won't. We'll shout out your praise. Hallelujah. Oh, sure, bless the God. Lord, we're going to shout out your praise. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Lord, your holy Lord. Hallelujah. When I see is the battle, you see my victory. Yes, you do. When all I see is the mountains, you see a mountain move. Cause there are miracles, and as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. Hallelujah, Lord. So when I fight, I will fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high, oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Jesus! And if you are for me, then who can be against me? There's nothing. 
for Jesus there's nothing impossible for you. Hallelujah, Lord. And when I see all the ashes, you see the beauty. When all I see is a cross, you see an empty tomb. Hallelujah! When I fight, I will fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Thank you, Lord. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. In almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Hallelujah. So when I fight, I will fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Come on, give it up to the Lord. The battle belongs to him. We give it to you, Father God. We'll fight on our knees. Two or more gathered. There he is in the midst of him. It's not about the words. It's not about the song. It's not about anyone around us. It's about our hearts and worshiping the true and one God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Our Father everlasting, the all-creating one, God Almighty, through your Holy Spirit, Conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior. I believe in God the Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. 
Suffered and crucified Forgiveness is in you Descended into darkness You rose in glorious life Forever seated high I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son I believe in the Holy Spirit Our God is three in one I believe in the resurrection That we will rise again For I believe in the name of Jesus Hallelujah! I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, I believe in you. I believe you rose again. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on, lift your voices singing, I believe. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe. In the name of Jesus, for I believe in the name of Jesus, for I believe in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're not only just singing this song for ourselves, we're declaring and proclaiming and believing for other people. This is an intercession moment, too. Singing, I believe, for those who need the, the calling in their lives. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Jesus! 
I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection. Now we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him some praise. Lord, we believe in you. We declare right now those that need a calling in their lives, Lord, that you would tug on their hearts. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We deserve the praise, Lord. You deserve the praise. You deserve the glory, Lord. You are the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation. Now revealed you you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Your sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a what a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silenced the boast of sin and grave 
The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, for you are the raised to life again. You have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. Yours is the kingdom, holy, holy, are you Lord God? Almighty, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, you are holy, holy, are you Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb, you are holy, holy, are you Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, Amen. most powerful name is Jesus. What a wonderful name is Jesus. What a wonderful name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell someone what a wonderful name is Jesus. If children just can stay in here for a little bit while I give the word of the Lord this morning, and then you can release them. You may be seated. Um, I'll just tell you we're going to go about 15 minutes late today, so... Hang in there with us. Or 20. But we're going to deliver the word. Amen. Lord, I ask that you deliver this word through your prophet Leslie. Lord, I know this comes from you. There is no question. There's no question that everyone is seeking to hear from you these days, especially those in the Spirit of Prophecy Church and the Prophecy Club. Lord, I ask that you give Leslie wisdom. Because wisdom and might are yours. You change the times and seasons. You removeth kings and setteth up kings. 
You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You gave this word to Prophet Leslie and to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Lord, I ask you to open our eyes and our ears that we can see and hear and know and understand what you're saying to us. And that it would not be just a word of entertainment, but it would be a word of direction and encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A um, couple of things. Um, this, the School of the Prophets has been changed to June. We just haven't had time to get the message out. Uh, so we want it to be successful, so we're changing it to June. I'm just saying second to the 6th. Um, it'll probably be over on the 5th, but we, we do want to let you know about that. Um, the other thing is, is that Benice, tomorrow at the consulate, there in South Africa, you will be freed to come to America. We declare it, we decree it, we prophesy it, and we speak in the name of Jesus that you will give the right words that they need to hear. And, Lord, that everything will be done decently and in order, and you'll be free. You'll be free to come back home. And we declare it in Jesus' name. And all the church here at Spirit Prophecy Church said, what? Yes and amen. Amen. So um, I, I had this dream last night. I've been praying, you know, like I always do before the first of the year, if there's anything that you would like to bring to the church, use me as a willing vessel. And if not, that's okay. But, you know, in 2020, he said that there's going to have, our eyes are going to be open, be 2020 vision. And that's exactly what happened because we started to see definitely 2020 vision of things to come. Things became very apparent and very clear, evil on this side and truth and victory on this side over here. So we began to see that. And then 2021, we were, you know, wanting to win a battle. We wanted to be the winners, but, you know, we're still fighting. We're still fighting that battle. Now, this, uh, this, this dream that I had, I, you know, pray that it will be clear to you, as I believe it has become for me. But the name of it, I said, wait for it, be prepared. And this was given um, last night. The day was filled with a great expectation. You could feel it everywhere, specifically in the hair salons and barbershops. I was going in and out of places observing, and as I walked by a long line of people at a large salon, I thought to myself, well, you picked the right place to come to, <laughs> because most of the people, the men, the women, the teenagers, needed to receive a special touch with washing, cutting, trimming, and all the things that this salon could do for them. I hoped that many would buy the soaps to take home and use them when they left. The line of the people outside were becoming more irritated and unhappy because it was taking too long to get in for an appointment. I decided I was going to go past the line of people waiting to get in, but it was a risk to do so. I knew that some would be upset and thinking I was cutting in line. I wanted to go in and see what was going on and to observe. I was not there to get my hair and nails done because I'd already done that. And I wanted to see why so many were wanting to wash, cut, trim, style, paint their nails, etc. And why on this day? The hair salon I walked in was magnificent. It had chandeliers, gold-painted stations for the stylists to do their work, and everything at their fingertips to make sure the clients were beautiful and ready as they left. Many people would get their hair washed, and then while the stylists were preparing to cut, dry, and style their hair, they could not wait for the process to become complete. They would get up and leave, some stating, I'll finish it on my own. Or some would say, I look fine. I don't need you to do anything else. These people that walked out not completing the job looked about as bad as they did while waiting outside in line. They may have had their hair washed, but they looked a mess. I kept thinking just a few more minutes and you could have been complete and done. 
and I was shocked that they would be leaving in such dishevel. Most people, men, women, and teenagers were leaving. They would not wait. The workers were overwhelmed and ready to call it a day. They were worn out and tired, and the people on the outside were becoming more and more upset because they could not get in that place and get prepared for the evening. Now, hopefully you start seeing what God is saying through this dream. You know, those of us in ministry, and I'm not just talking about those here at Spirit Positive Church, but those of you that are here and also those online that are in ministry, in other words, you minister to people, you know, you can get tired and you can get worn out. And then many people think all they have to be done is to be washed in the blood. That's all they've got to do, and it's done. But yet their, their lives are a mess. So I'll continue on. I had another dream on 12-31-2021 prior to this one. I named it Double Blessings, Double Curses. <clears throat> there was a group gathering. People were laughing and dancing, and everyone was happy at this party. And by the way, when I received this dream, I've been meditating on it for a couple of days, and it just wouldn't go away. I, I thought this was a strange, strange dream to me and um, could not put it together till I had the dream last night. Anyway, everyone was happy at this party. When people started leaving to go home, I noticed something very strange. A woman walking out the doorway was walking strange. And as I looked closer, it looked like she had three legs. Suddenly, her legs changed colors. The left side became dark like the night. Only way to make the form of her left leg is if a light shined on her. The right leg became almost transparent and bright. However, the most prevalent part about the lower half of her body was the middle of the third leg. It appeared as if her whole private parts, the uterus, etc., had fallen out of her body and the parts were dragging as she walked. I immediately awoke and I began to ask the Lord, what is this? To me, the interpretation became clear that in the darkness of the world, men and women, as well as the lightness of the world, men and women, the exposure will be great. There will be no more hiding from the exposure of private areas that are deemed gross, out of place, unclean, and areas that no one wants to know about. Now, here's the key. The year 2022 is set to be a key for every person on the globe. Great double blessings, but also great double curses. It is time to repent of the secret hidden sins and to not be a part of the double curses, but become a part of the double blessings. It is time not to just wash the outside of ourselves, presenting ourselves in a godly manner. But it's time to wash our hearts, the secret places, the places we don't want exposed. It is also time to not give up on our continuous walk with Christ, but to finish the work. There are those that speak in our lives, cleaning up the disheveledness of ourselves. Finish the process and don't give up. Don't walk away from the Lord cleansing you. Become that clean vessel without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. And don't become like others walking away before the Lord has finished cleansing them. It takes time and it takes work. The desire is there in all of us. But are we willing to put in the time, wait out our destiny, or do we want a half-finished job? Some give up before it even begins because it does not come soon enough. Are there evil people that will be exposed? Yes. But God is more interested in his children and their obedience to him. He is more interested in his children becoming clean than to be, than to be exposed before the world because it will be exposed. Even if you're walking the light, it will be exposed. That's what he's saying. It will be exposed unless you do something about it. Will there be tragedies among the Lord's people? Yes, but the Lord is interested in their hearts at this time. 
Will there be wars? Yes. But he wants his people to be prepared now and not give up so soon on the preparation of their hearts and souls. I'll use the word you in the next paragraph. However, remember, it is we, us, the Lord Jesus people. But I use the word you to help all of us to check our own lives. Will there be catalytic storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, maybe even tsunamis, earthquakes, dumps of high levels of snow and ice and high heat in places, fires breaking out, divorces, poverty levels, becoming higher than the normal over than other years, diseases, disasters all around? The answer is yes. However, the Lord is more interested in, are you prepared? Are you prepared spiritually? Are you praying now so you know how to pray more fervently and assuredly when these things happen to you? Will 2022 be a double blessing to you or you succumb to the double curses? Maybe we do not really know. However, God is interested in getting your attention now to turn and cry out to him for your redemption and salvation. However, this is not just for a season to receive now to avoid the trouble. He wants you to finish the cleansing and the preparation of salvation and realizing you cannot finish on your own. Who are you? What is your walk? If Jesus is with you in the bedroom, in the TV room, at your job, at the restaurant, on the phone, are you cleansed? Are there areas of your life to clean up and not go back to? Are there areas that would not be pleasing to your Lord and Savior if you realize he is there with you, watching you? Are you compromising? Are you drinking? Are you cussing? Are you doing things in the bedroom that you should not? Are you needing deliverance? We must remember our lives will be exposed. What is in our heart is reflected on the outside. It will be made known. If we are a disheveled mess, not completing the outside appearance, then it reveals our hearts. How are we doing at keeping ourselves, our homes, and our cars clean? How are we doing with the items God has given to us to watch over? The outward appearance will become increasingly noticeable. If depressed, find a way to get out of it. There are tools. There's deliverance. There's praising and worshiping our Lord. There's church. And there's godly Christian friends to hang out with. However, if you are negative, unkept, etc., it becomes increasingly more difficult. Let us check our character, our personalities, and what we portray. It is no longer an excuse to say, God made me this way. When we are born again, we need to work on godly characters, godly personalities, godly apparel, godly outward appearance. The storms and catastrophic tragedies, the evil things happening on this earth, God is more interested in the storms in your own life than he is with this earth. When we are weary or weak, the Lord is strong and lean on him. Now, you can read this on your own in Deuteronomy 28. There's also a few blessings in Deuteronomy 27. We don't always go about those, but I wanted you to know we're going to talk. I'm just going to talk about the blessings because that's what I want the church to hang on to. That's what I want you to desire. That's what I want you to say. That's mine. I'm not going to be like other prophets that just say, you know, all these things in the world, they're so evil, they're so bad, and this person's bad, and that person's bad, and it's just horrible. And then you, Christian, God just loves you so much. You know, you're perfect. You can't do anything wrong. That's what some stupid prophets are saying on the Internet. And I won't even call them prophets. I don't call them prophets because the prophet's going to come in and say, straighten up your life. Turn to righteousness. Turn to holiness. If you want the blessings and the double blessings in 2022, 
then you need to fight for them. You need to make the change. I can't do it for you. I can't, you can't do it for me. It's time that we let represent what's on the outside appearance be representing our heart from the inside. Start changing characteristics of yourself that are not good or not pleasing. That others don't want to be around. There's blessings. He'll bless you in the city. He'll bless you in the field. He'll bless you with the fruit of thy body. In other words, if you need to get pregnant, he's going to bless you. If you claim that blessing, if you straighten up things in your life that you need to straighten up and get rid of that are not pleasing. You know the things that are not pleasing to God. We all know because it makes us very uncomfortable when we have to face our maker. He'll bless you with the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of the cattle and the increase of the kind and the flocks of thy sheep. He'll bless you by the basket in thy store. You'll have more than enough you need. But guess what? When he says the store, it also talks about the storehouse. Are you blessing back? Are you bringing the blessings back that you're receiving? Are you putting it in the offering? Because that's part of the characteristics of Jesus Christ, his children, that you need to change. The body of Christ. You want to know why the devil's crowd is ahead? We see them financially ahead because they give to their own. If we'll give to our own and build the body of Christ, the true body of Christ, we can be double blessed. This is a year to receive a double blessing back, but what are you doing on your part? Bless us thou when they comest in and bless it when you go out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Guess what? The enemy has to flee seven times, and he also has to restore at least seven times to you. But I say release back to you a thousand times in return. But it's up to you. That's what the dream is about. The things will be exposed even if you're walking in the likeness of Jesus Christ. Things are now going to start being exposed because that straight and narrow path is getting skinnier. We've been told this. We see this. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all, in all that thou settest thine hand unto and shall be blessed in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Are you taking care of the things God has given you? Take a look. Have your eyes open. Are you taking care of it? It represents who we are. The Lord shall establish thee and a holy, holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people there shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Do people tremble when you walk by? And I mean in a good way. They don't want to do something or say something that's not going to be pleasing because they know that you are godly. How are you representing yourself wherever you may go? Do they know that you are a Christian? Are you representing yourself as a Christian? Are you representing to be a testimony unto Jesus? Because they're watching. Not as just God watching, but people around you are watching. You're all ministers of Christ when you receive Jesus. Hold yourself to a higher standard. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods 
and in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open up unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land, and the season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations. Not, okay, the nations can be considered people, but nations also. We are becoming more and more a missions church. Praise the Lord. My heart's desire for many, many years. He will give us the tools and the money to give unto nations. Not just other people, but to nations. And thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only. And thou shalt not be beneath. And thou shalt hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which is commanded thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside for any of the words which I command this day to the right hand or to the left, or go after other gods to serve them. Now, if you could read about the curses, and there's going to be double curses that come from verse 15 to 68. Okay, notice that from verse 1 to 14 is blessings. There's a whole lot more curses that come. From verse 15, how many verses is that? 15 to 68. Somebody tell me that's good math. 53, 14 verses 53. You don't think the enemy's after you? You don't think the flesh man is after you? I encourage you this day, the 2nd of January, 2022, to change, to make a change. It seems like the Lord always has me give a word of the Lord to the church to make a change, to straighten up, to turn to righteousness. Not about this person's going to do this, and that's going to happen over here, and this tornado's going to come here. He's more interested in you than that tornado. To be So somebody gets raised up because they're specific about a tornado? Well, I'm telling you there's tornadoes in God's people. There's things that are falling down around them in God's people. It's time as a church. It's time as Spirit of Prophecy Church. Time as those that watch the Prophecy Club and train the prophets. It's time for us to make a change. It is time for us to check our characters and our personalities. It is time that we give in the tithes and offerings and to build the church, the true church of God. To build it up. And to begin to check our lives so that we don't receive the double curses. I want you to receive the double blessings this year. That's the key. Do you want to receive his blessings? Raise your hands if you want to receive his blessings. Lord, see the hands and see the hands that are watching this later on. See the hands, Lord. They're saying, pour out your blessings upon me. We will change, Lord. We won't just wash our hair and not have you fix it. In the name of Jesus, and you know what I mean. <coughs> God bless all of you and all of you here that are enduring sound doctrine. It's important. It's important that we don't let those things about us to be exposed. Amen? Because God is watching. But not only that, in this day and hour, man is watching. Man is watching. And the devil would love to see God's people destroyed. And he'll use 
Christians as well as non-Christians to tear you down. Walk in the fear and the trembling of the Lord everywhere you go, everything you do, because he's watching. God is watching, but others are watching too, and they'd love to destroy you and mock you. God bless you. Wait a minute. I want to say something about that. I think that the two dreams are still one message. It's saying that there's about to be a testing in the church, as in the finger of the Lord is pointing at us, every one of us. 2022 is going to be a testing. It's not the only prophecy that says we're going to start seeing a division between the holy and the unholy. We're going to have to stand and be that holy. And this is definitely going to be a broadcast. We're going to, we're going to talk about this. We've also handed out copies out there. I'd recommend that you not just treat this like, oh, well, that's a good word. That's from God. Mm-hmm. Let it sink in. God is saying some big things are coming in 2022. Get prepared. Get prepared. And he's not saying there was nothing about buying groceries or guns or things like that. The real preparation is in our heart. That's what he's saying. And the prophets out there, if you want to know if they're really hearing from God, if they're just saying hearts and flowers, oh, this is wonderful, this is turned off. Real prophets sound like that. Real prophets are talking about holiness, cleaning up, getting close to God. That's the real prophets. Okay, so yes, please pray for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Prophet, play, pray for me. Praise God. I was hoping I could just go sit down and cry for a moment. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this man of God, the one that... It's my husband that you gave me. And Lord, I know he's yours. And Lord, while it may seem to some that we are small, I know in the kingdom of God we are not. And I thank you, Lord, for continuing to bring those that will listen to the messages and join us in ministry and join us the Spirit of Prophecy Church and train the prophets that are like-minded, like-hearted, that receive the message, the true message of the Lord to straighten up their lives and, and do things that will please you above all. Now, Lord, I ask that as this message comes forth, that you bless him, you touch him, you anoint him. And then I ask, Lord, that you open up our eyes to see and ears to hear what the word of the Lord is today. And, Lord, let us take it out outside these doors, and minister to others the truth. Let us not be confused, but let us have clarity of thought. Now anoint him today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> a lot of folks went off to do their various work in the church, you know, ministry. But if you could ask the ministers back there to step over and hear this, I have a compliment for them. And they walk a little faster to hear a compliment. I'm going to start with a compliment for the congregation, for the praise and worship team, 
for the ministry team, for the electronic team, the video and the audio, and also for you folks watching online. I have a compliment. I have a compliment for you. But before I give that compliment, the first compliment has to go to my God. So yes, if you can step in here, I want to give you a compliment. First compliment says, worthy is the Lamb. To take the book and to open the seals thereof. And that book, Lord, as you know, is the seven seals of the tribulation. Opening that seal, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, I heard as it were the noise of thunder. That opening starts the tribulation. Worthy is the Lamb to take the book and open the seals thereof because you were slain and redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. And you've made us kings and priests and to God and to the Father. So compliments start with you, Jesus. You laid down your life. They didn't nail you to the cross. You allowed them to. They didn't take your life. You gave it. So you're worthy to take the book and to open the seals there. Because you were slain, has redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation has made us under God kings and priests. And the second compliment goes to you in this lichen. The Song of the Lamb says, Great marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. So the first compliment, worthy is the Lamb, is who you are. That's a worship. The second compliment is great and marvelous. That's what you do. That's a praise. That's a, a worship. We ask you to receive our praise and worship this morning, Lord Jesus. Amen. And God the Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Secondly, the compliment to the praise and worship team. I know, the Lord knows, that you have done not just work, not just preparation. This is not something you prepare to do. This is your life. This is some of the greatest moments you have worshiping and praising our Lord. And Jesus says, thank you. And he's going to bless you for it. The next compliment goes to all the workers back there. I'm talking about the audio, the video, the people running, all of that. God gave you those, those abilities. Because wisdom and might are his. He gives wisdom and might. He gave you that wisdom, but you've turned around and you've used it for him. So thank you to every one of the people working. Thank you to the prophets and the apostles, and thank you to the teachers and to the evangelists, the pastors here. Thank you to all of the workers. That includes the people that work the front door, that's right. Making certain that people that are coming in here are the right people. These days, I never thought you'd have to guard the front door. Second thing is the compliments to the congregation. You came here not because you wanted to hear man speak. You came here because you wanted the anointing of God to touch you, to get closer to him, to change your life. You want to be more Christ-like. No one listens to these kind of sermons if that's not their heart. 
So my compliments to you. My compliments to those people online. Yeah, I know some people can say, yeah, well, it's so easy, just listen online. Yeah, but it's also easy not to. You have to purpose to go in and listen. And your same heart is just like the heart that are people in here. Your heart is to get closer to God. Your heart is to please Him. And I know that there's many of you that would lay down your life just to please your God. So my compliments to you. But I give the compliments because I want you to understand that that is praise and worship. Praise is telling God what He does. Worship is telling God who He is. Worthy as the Lamb is who He is. Great and marvelous is what He does. So we come in here to praise and to worship our God. To praise and to worship our God because He is worthy. He is worthy to take... Now here's tying into the message. He's worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof because He was a perfect, unblemished Lamb born in exactly the right place, swaddled and kept so he would not be blemished, so that he was raised in a trough or a manger because he is food for the sheep. And I'm going to bring you something in a way tonight. God gave me a revelation. He gave me a revelation to give to you today. Now what's a revelation? It means that, you know, Forrest Gump says life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Well, that's true if you don't know the Bible. But if you know the Bible, life is not like a box of chocolates. He's wrong. Life is pursuing our God. So he wants me to talk to you today. (laughs) He says, preach deliverance to the captives. I want you to tell my people how I set them free. So, in order to understand where we're going, in order to understand this this revelation, and sorry this one's going long, but it's going to be well worth it. First of all, we have to back up what we talked about last week. Before, in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, what was before the beginning, as we talked about last week? The Father gave the Son a book, the book of life. And as Leslie said this morning, He chose us. We think we choose to him, but he chose us. If our name's not in that book of life, it's pretty hard to get it engraved in there. I do believe we can have it added, but it's a whole lot easier if it's already in there. But here's the problem. We can also take it out. I believe in my case, my name was there originally, but it was probably taken away. But he came and got me. Several times. So, I'll go to the end of the earth for him. He bought me and paid for me, paid too much. So I can go to the end of the world doing anything and everything he wants me to do. I can't tell you how many times I've told him that. Before it said in the beginning, they already wrote our name in a book of life. Jesus already knew Adam and Eve would fail. He had already prepared for himself to be a lamb. Now, the earth was without form and void and darkness. I want to say here that 
Eternity is darkness, because that's going to tie together with some things i talk about later. Let's go on to the next one. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Has God said you can eat anything in the field? Well, the one in the middle of it, we're not supposed to eat. He said that if we eat of it, I'm skipping a lot here, making my point, then we will die. Before they ate of that fruit, they did not see that they were naked. Now, you can look at that in the flesh way, or you can also see spiritually. I'm asking you to look spiritually this morning. Because what God was really saying is, they didn't see evil. They didn't see sin. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we couldn't see sin? If we could not sin? Wouldn't that be wonderful if we didn't have that battle? Wouldn't that be wonderful? You see, when Jesus returns, he's going to take away that old sin. He's going to take away that old mud body and he's going to give us a new body and we will never see sin again. We'll never sin against him again. I don't know about you, but I look forward to a time when his will in heaven is done on earth. Now, it says that they'll be knowing good and evil, meaning that they, they could see sin. See, before that, the devil couldn't tempt them. Didn't make any difference what the devil did. They couldn't see it. They couldn't sin. But when they ate of that fruit, something entered in. Their eyes were opened. Now, as I said last week, one guy says that our brains had this reptilian gene implanted in us long ago. I don't know that to be true, but it probably is correct. There's nothing in the Bible that says that. But it's, if you put everything together, it's probably correct. It's an aggressive gene. What? Causing us to see sin. But that's what he wants me to tell you today. Jesus came to set us free. But Stan, I'm already a Christian. Why do I need to hear this? Because you're going to be preaching it to a lot of other people that don't know. How many of you understand we're not trying to get you saved here? How many of you understand that this is preparation because there's going to be a time when a lot of people that won't listen to you right now, they don't want to hear about Jesus, they don't want to hear about the gospel, nothing about the Bible, they don't need nothing. But there's about to be a humbling. And based upon that prophecy this morning, it might be 2022. So all of this is preparation for a time when he's going to... I want you to understand this. Try to, wait, try to imagine this. Things start happening. I mean, I've already started seeing it. I've started getting dreams and visions from people. They're not prophecy. They're prophets. They're, they're not anything special, but they're getting dreams. And this guy in Kentucky happens to have one the same as another guy in Wisconsin or something. Like, I mean, already in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all men. Your old men will get gray hair and wrinkles. <laughs> no! Yeah, you thought I was going to... That's right. We're supposed to start getting dreams and visions and angel visits, right? It's going to increase, right? Aggressive gene. Probably this was us. <laughs> that a question. I talked about that. I also talked about there's a vision to court called the courtroom of heaven given to Maurice Scalar. Now, the point here is, 
He says that I, the Son of Man, has taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man, including this last harvest generation, that's us. He's stripped Satan from his authority. That's what I'm trying to say here. This stripped Satan of his authority over the church of the living God. His gates can no longer prevail against us. We don't have to say yes to sin anymore. I want to say to the... Now, Stan, be nice. <laughs> Delicate. <laughs> I want to say to the cotton-picking sinners, that's Texas talk, by the way. We pick cotton down here, and that has nothing to do with the color of your skin, might I add. Matter of fact, we have machines that pick it pretty efficiently today. <laughs> that's right. I want to say to the sinners that think they don't need a weakling Jesus that was nailed to the cross, you're wrong. You are a captive. We're set free. You're a sinner. You're a captive. You're all bound up. Matter of fact, let me back up. This is you. Oh, yes, you are. You can't say no to sin. You keep, I don't know if it's drinking. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if it's sex. I don't know if it's rock and roll. I don't know if it's what you eat or what you, I don't know. But I'll guarantee you the devil does. Devil knows your number. He knows what you've done. And it's like, have you ever had a, a, a splinter? You mean, you're looking for that splinter? You, you feel it? Like, ow, ow, ow. It's there. It's there. Can you find it? And it hurts. Dig deeper. Find that splinter. Have you ever done that? You got to find that splinter. But it's bleeding. Find it and dig it out. That's what Jesus did. He found the splinter. He dug it out. Now, can we get another thorn? Sure. If you want to return to your vomit. If you want to return to the mud he's washed you from, yeah. But I like going up and slapping the cactus. <laughs> By the way, have you ever gotten cactus? <laughs> you, hadn't had, you haven't lived until you've had a whole handful of cactus. <laughs> or it's all over your legs or something. They wore those cowboy boots for a reason. <laughs> they wore those shaps, those big leather coverings. For a reason, because they're <laughs> riding along, and maybe it's a thorn bush, maybe it's a cactus. And the, when I was, I used to, okay, digressing from the message here a little bit. I used to have a horse when I was a kid. My dad bought me a horse. And this horse thought that the objective of running the barrels, now for those of you who don't know, they used to set up three barrels. And you run your horse like this, out around this barrel, you run across here, and then you run around the barrel like this, and you go to the far barrel, and then as Katie bar the door, run as fast as you can, and they time you. Well, my horse thought the objective was to scrape my leg off on the big 55-gallon barrel. I could pull, I won't, I could pull, and I could, I could show you, even to this day, this leg on the shin has lots of scars. Nothing on the left leg, because when he turned, it was on the right side. And it was like, I just wanted to say, you blasted horse, why do you keep on tension, intentionally putting my leg on that 55-gallon barrel? Well, that's what the devil's doing to us. He is intentionally scratching us off on those barrels because he hates us. He's putting scratches and dents and dings and cuts all over us 
but we don't have to let him. See, you sinners out there, you're going around the barrels and you're letting that horse put all kinds of scratches and dings and tearing up your leg. You're letting the devil tear you up. You don't have to. If you don't know you're losing the battle, if you don't know you're in a war, <laughs> you're really lost. We're in a battle. We're in a war. That was weak. What was that you said? <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> we're in a war. We have to understand we're captives. He said he came to set us free. Now, let's get to the point. Let's get to the, the revelation. So Jesus came to Nazareth. They brought up the book of the, the prophet Isaiah. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and here it is, to preach deliverance to the captives. What does that mean? He not only delivered us, preaching means to speak forth. So he said, I came to tell the captives, not only did I set them free, but to tell them I set them free. So if you're in the mud, my brothers and sisters, if you have not received Jesus, you got handcuffs. You're down in the mud. You're eating the vomit. Devil just kicking you around all over the place. And you're going, oh, yeah, that feels good. Oh, Well, no, I'm not going, that feels good. Because I keep getting drunk all the time. I can't seem to get off of it. That's the point. Well, I keep having this fornication problem. I got porn all over, but I can't seem to get rid of it. Hello? You mean Jesus can actually set me free of it? That's what he came to do. That's what he said. He allowed them to nail him to the cross so you could be freed. Well, I like my sin. Then stay in it. Here's what will happen. Well, somebody emailed me and says, I have a little bit of an issue with people. You're saying that some people will be tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone and that they will totally be destroyed. Their soul will be destroyed. I have a little bit of a problem with that. I said, well, okay. So I quoted in the verse. I mean, wrote, I did a cut paste in back. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another, another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books according to the works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to his works. And death, here it is, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, that's soul death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Soul death. But if you take that mark of the beast, you don't get soul death. Yes, you're tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, but you don't get soul death. Well, Stan, does the Bible say that? Yes, it does. And there follow the third angel, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast or his image, or receive his mark in his name, in his forehead, or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, that is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, if he shall, well, here it is, he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the Lamb, in the presence of the holy angels. Here it is, here it is. 
and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast or his mark for the number of his name. Don't take that mark. Now, back to the point. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. <sighs> you don't have to stay poor. That's what he's saying. You can get out of it. You don't have to stay in porn. You don't have to stay in drugs. You don't have to stay in your lying and cheating and stealing. You don't have to do all those things. That's why Jesus died on the cross. If you'll accept it. Maybe I just don't believe it. Fine. Lose your life. Be tossed in the lake that burns the fire and brimstone. Well, how do I just know that that's really true? Read the Bible. Read it. I'm getting sick and tired of all of these. Be delicate. <laughs> sick and tired of all of these easy Christians preaching an easy gospel. Bible says... You aren't washed in the blood of the Lamb. You are tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone, and you are destroyed both body and soul. Matthew 20, 28, 14 or something like that. Fear not him that destroys body, but cannot destroy soul. Fear him that destroys body and soul in hell. So you have a choice. You can either not accept Jesus don't take the mark of the beast. You lose your life in the lake of fire and brimstone. Body and soul. Or you can do what most people are going to do today. They took the mask. They took the jab. And guess what? They're going to take that mark too. They take that mark. They're tossed in the lake and burns with fire and brimstone. For all eternity with the beast, the false prophet, and a thousand years later, Lucifer is added to him. Okay. He has set me to heal the brokenhearted. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be brokenhearted. You don't have to be in handcuffs. You can be free to preach deliverance to the captives. Jesus told us he came to set the captives free. You don't have to be bound up. And recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now there's more. I haven't got to the, uh, the, the revelation yet. Here's part of the revelation. And they sung a new song. Okay, now that's the revelation right there. They sung a new song. Well, what is a song? In America today, we think when you sing a song, you got a melody and you got words and, you know, Jesus loved me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is soft and strong. Yes. Jesus, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. We don't have to stay in sin. The new song, that's what we think. But in the scriptures, a song is a prophecy. A song is foretelling the future. This song, here's the revelation, this song is telling us of the day Jesus returns and set us free. And they sung in a song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and... It seemed like I heard this someplace. Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals there, for thou was slain, has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and has made us unto our God. Look at this, look at this. Kings and priests. You're a king or a priest if you're not stuck in sin. 
king and priest, and we shall reign on the earth. What? What does that mean, reign? It means that all the people out there that just barely got saved, if you are washing the blood of the Lamb, if you're living right, you can be in a position where you can be a king and a priest and actually rule over those people. There's lots of folks that never even heard of Jesus that'll make it onto the, the earth. Anyway, enough of that. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne of the beast and the elders and the number of them 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, here it is, worthy is the lamb to receive power and riches, wisdom and strength, honor, glory and blessing. And every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard us saying, Blessing, honor, glory, and power be unto him, Jesus, that sitteth upon the throne and the Lamb forever. And the four beasts said, Amen. I say, Amen. And the congregation says, Amen. Amen. This is a new song. Now I want you to see that the new song is about a victory. The new song is about the defeat of the devil. The devil is defeated if you've accepted Jesus. If you haven't, he's reigning and ruling in your life. You don't like it? Get out of it. Well, I like it. Well, then stay in it. Don't. <laughs> and the song is a word new song. Before the throne of the four beasts and the elders, and no man can learn that song about the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Now, I'm not going to read all of that. The point is, what it's saying is, there's a time... When Jesus returns to the earth, or he's going to return two more times, he returns as a lamb, and that's the first new song. And I've got one of my charts here. I'll get to it in a second. All right. I saw as it were a, single, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and then we've gotten victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark. I know the number of the names, the names stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. And they sing the song, there is the prophecy, of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, or the prophecy of Jesus, saying, Great and marvelous are the works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy? For all nations shall come into worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. Now this is when they're made manifest. So this is the singing of the song. This is the delivery of the prophecy. There's more. Now let's go back and understand what a song is. So we go to Exodus 15. Moses and the children of Israel. Moses sang this song, or he gave this prophecy, that's the way we would say it, to the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord, or this prophecy unto the Lord, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has trumped gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. So songs are about the victory about a victory of Jesus. The Lord is my strength and my song, or my prophecy, or my victory. And he's become my salvation. He is my God. I will prepare him a habitation for my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. He's talking about his victory over the devil. If you want to be on the winner's side, you accept Jesus. If you haven't accepted Jesus, I don't care who you say your God is, you're on the loser's side. Hadn't accepted him, atheist, whatever, you're a loser. You're a loser. Be delicate, Stan. Okay. You're a loser. This is the direct side. This is the delicate side. You're a loser. You're losing. Not a winner. 
finally, somebody can preach without afraid they're offending somebody. It's the Word. Now let's go to Exodus 15. The depths are covered by them. They sink into the bottom of the stone. This is when Moses raised up the staff, Spirit of God or the, the breath of God, pushed out the waters during the, the night. They become walls of ice. Children of Israel went through in dry ground. Then the, uh, <clears throat> the Egyptian 600 chariots and the Pharaoh went in chasing them. The waters begin to break the ice water, the, the ice walls holding back the water, and drowned them. This is what it's talking about. The right hand of the Lord has become glorious in power. The right hand of the Lord has dashed him in pieces. The greatness of thine excellency has been overcast them and the rose above. Thou sentest, and the point is here, is the wrath consumed them as stubble. Hmm, that's what he also does again at the very end with the morning star. What does he do? He did this with a blast of his nostrils. The first time the blast of his nostrils spread out the water made the ice walls. The last time the breath of his nostrils is the morning star where he burns the tares. Now, let me explain this. By the way, I got a question. Is this chart easier to see or is this chart easier to see? The only difference is the black, black, white ground, black or the white background, which is easier. White? White, you got it. Okay. Jesus returns two more times. Let me explain the song, the new song. No, you have not heard this before. When he returns the next time, he returns in the first fruits. This is the singing of the new song. Then he walks around for 50 days trying to get the Jews and whoever's on earth to try to receive him. Why? Because this is the everlasting gospel. This is the last chance if they want to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. 50 days later, he then resurrects those people dead in Christ they go to the marriage supper of the Lamb where he is changed from being lamb to lion, changed from being prince of the kings of the earth to become the king of kings and lord of lords. It is his coronation. He is then crowned. That's when he gets his glory, his light. He becomes the light of the world then. About four months later, it's the seventh trumpet, the last trump. It's the grape harvest. It's Armageddon. He returns with two angels having sharp sickles. This is the new song fulfilled. So here's the new song sung. Here's the new song fulfilled. Now, what does that mean? Let me show you what that means. Well, in this chart, <clears throat> let me back up. The, seven, the, the audible voice spoke to me and said, the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days, but they all conclude here on the Feast of Trumpets. Now, with that in mind, skip that, skip that. Now, let's go to understanding the song a little bit more. Oh, sing it to the Lord, a new song. <clears throat> in other words, this is our prophecy. This is our victory with Jesus. This is his victory, and because he's our Lord and Savior, we're going to be there. We're going to be there riding white horses. We're not going to be fighting. Jesus does the fighting with the two angels with the two sickles. We don't fight. We watch our Lord and Savior do all the battle. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Why? Because Jesus has now returned. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation. Because why? Now we got salvation. Now we're in our glorified bodies. We are glorified and saved. Declare his glory among the heathen. His wonders among all the people, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised, for he is feared above, above all gods. 
For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and a come into his courts. Meaning, back up, here is where Jesus returns. And let me show you a different chart better to see. It's a different chart here. <clears throat> so he t- returns here. Ten days later, is when for ten days, he shakes the earth. This is the judgment of the dead not in Christ. Five days later, this is the New Jerusalem, a square golden city, about 250 miles square of gold, clear as crystal, transparent as glass. Comes down, sets upon the one and only mountain on the earth, the mountain of the Lord, and those people whose names are in the book of life get to go into that. And I'll skip part of that. It gets detailed, but let me go back here. <clears throat> okay. So we get to come into his courts on that day. I worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fear before him all the earth. Say among the heaven that the Lord reigneth. What does reign mean? Because now he is king of kings. Right now, Jesus is not king of kings. He is right now prince of the kings of the earth. Right now, he is the lamb of God. But when he returns the next time, he will be king of kings and lord of lords. That's what it's saying. This is a picture of now he's returned. Say unto the heathen, Lord reigneth, the, the world also is established. Why? What do you mean the world is established? Because now there's an old heaven gone, an old earth gone. Now he's brought a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. The Lord reigneth, the world also shall be established, that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the earth, heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar. Why? Because when every mountain falls, every valley fills in, the crooked places are made straight, the rough places are made smooth, it makes a nice round smooth ball, and there is no more sea. The sea roar in the fullness thereof. Let the field of joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice. Before the Lord, for he cometh. For he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. The Lord is my strength in song. Prophecy is become my salvation. He's become, in other words, now he's returned. He is our salvation. Our salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteousness. In other words, that new golden city is now down on the earth. We get to go in. He's our righteousness. The right hand, that's right hand, that's Jesus. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. He shall, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's what we've been prophesying for years over both of us. But see, this is it fulfilled. The new song is now fulfilled. He's now returned, you see. I shall not die. Once he returns, once out of our belly, when that morning star hits the earth, it glows. It never stops glowing. Sun goes out, it never relights again. As that glory hits the center, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones destroying both body and soul. As it hits us, out of our belly flows rivers of living water, and we instantly get all of our, our crowns, our rewards, our mantles, all of our blessings in an instant. That's the reason it says, Now I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I'm going to say, Yes, He is brought down to the New Jerusalem. Yes, there's no more mountains, there's no more sea. It's a perfect earth. He saves the best wine for last. The Lord has chastened me sore. He hath not given me over to death. Hallelujah. Open me the gates of righteousness. Why? Because we're walking in the new tabernacle. 
This gate of the Lord, into which the righteous shall enter into the tabernacle, the new Jerusalem. <clears throat> I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected or refused is now, is, is, now his return, become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. See, that prophecy is now fulfilled. It's a song fulfilled, you see. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. That's right. Because prosperity is going to now rain down like dew upon the earth. Because the sin is gone. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Huh. It's happened. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which has showed us his light. Bind the sacrifice with cords. Even under the horns of the altar. Thou art my God. I will praise thee. Thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I'll... See, there are worship words. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. It endures forever now because we endure forever, you see. Praise ye the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. There it is again. See those two words, new song? All of this is talking about the new song. New song, it is praise in the congregation of the saints. Congregation saints, that's the new Jerusalem, the golden city. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises. We're going to be singing. Tell you what. When, we, when the eternity enters in, we can look back on time. Bible says everything done in secret is shouted from the rooftop. Everything hidden is make, made open and manifest. So I assume we get to see everything happened all the way back to Adam and Eve. We'll probably get to see Adam and Eve eat of that fruit, which will probably be a, be a grape. <clears throat> but when we see that, we're going to give praise in the congregations. That is after we get up off of our face from casting our crowns at his feet, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure, they are worth created. Let him praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises in him with a timbrel and harp. We're going to be praising and worshiping our Lord. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with his salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in our mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. What's that? Because some of us will be morning star judges. We will get the morning star. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, the same will I give power of the nations, and he shall rule them with the rod of iron, as the vessel of the potter they should be broken to shivers or ashes, even as I received my father, and I will give him the morning star. Some will get the morning star. Two-edged sword in their hand. To execute vengeance, that's justice, upon the heathen and punishments on the people to bind their kings with chains, their nobles with fetters of iron. Not everybody gets burned up. Some of those people that didn't take the mark, but they didn't receive Jesus either. They have the corners not harvested. Those are the people without are, are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. They are given the opportunity to live for up to a thousand years, but if they sin, a morning star Joe shows up with one of those Two-edged swords, the morning star, hits them fall to the ground, pile of ashes and bones. To execute them upon judgment, written this honor, have all his saints. The Lord is my strength and my song. How much more of this? Okay, I'm going to just read the yellow words. I think we made the point. Song, he has also become my salvation. This is the day he's returned. Whoops. In that day, this song shall be sung in the land of Judah. We have strong salvation. Will God appoint for walls and bulwarks? 
open the gates that the righteous nation, which keepeth the truth, may enter in. He's talking about getting to go into the new Jerusalem. This is when the towers fall, every high place falls. This is when the sun now at this point has become sevenfold, the light of seven days. That's about three days before Jesus returns. The name of the Lord cometh from burning with his anger. This is when he uses the morning star. For there is heavy, his lips are full of indignation, and his tongue is as a devouring fire. And his breath, as an overflowing stream, shall reach into the midst of the neck to sift the nations, a bridle in the jaws of the people. My phone was ringing. You did hear it, right? Did you hear it, really? You heard it? Yeah. Well, so his breath is an overflowing stream, meaning the morning star. You'll have a song or prophecy in the night. The mountain of the Lord to the mighty one of Israel. Again, one mountain on earth, New Jerusalem sitting on top of it. And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard. This is important. His voice to be heard. Notice that. He will show the lightning down his arm, that's the morning star, with the indignation of his anger, with the flame of the devouring fire, with scattering and tempest hailstones. That's all morning star. Now this ties in with these two verses. The pre-tribbers love these verses, but they misunderstand them. 1 Thessalonians 14, The Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice. That's the same word as this voice. Okay? In other words, it's talking about it's not pre-trib, it's the day of trumpets. With the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and that is the seventh trumpet. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, as in we get our glorified body. In a moment, and the twinkling of eye at the eye before the tribulation starts. No, that's not what it says. So I don't understand why people can't read that. It says, when? At the last trump. Well, how many trumps are there? There's seven trumps. At the last trump, for the trump shall sound, the dead in Christ shall be raised. That's the same thing as the previous verse said. So this is saying, on the feast of trumpets, Jesus returns. This is what it looks like. For through the voice of the Lord, that's the same voice as here, this voice, is this voice, is this voice, as this voice all talking about the same event at the end of the tribulation on the last Feast of Trumpets. How much more? How much more? Really? Okay, hang on. A couple more. Just the yellow words. So this is still a new song. We're in Isaiah, but I'll skip all the details. He says, I will destroy and devour all at once. So when he returns, the Bible says, as lightning shineth even out of the east and of the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of a Man be. It's not a it is a whoosh all at once in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. He devours all at once. I will make waste mountains and hills and dry up all their herbs because it's heat. I will make the rivers and the islands. I will dry up the pools. I will make the darkness light before them and crooked things straight, all having to do with the same day. Point is, Point is, Jesus came to set the captives free. If you're watching, you do not have to continue to be caught up in alcohol. You do not have to be caught up 
continue to be caught up in porn or lying or cheating or stealing or any other of the hundred million things that the devil can tempt us with. You don't have to. Now, if you want to, you can stay on that cesspool. Or, here's the door. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Meaning, no one gets that eternal body. No one gets eternal life but through him. He's the only one. There is one man between God and man, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. He is the only way. He is the door. How do I know? All right, well, I mean, I could take another hour. Do you want me to take another hour to explain that? No. Or you can believe me, get your King James Bible. But I'm going to pray a prayer. You probably had this opportunity hundreds of times. But for whatever reason, devil still has your eyes closed. Can't seem to see it. Bill Sneblin, high priest, satanic guy, 30th degree mason or something like that. Devil had his number, but he prayed. Long story short, a lot of people prayed this prayer. God, if you are, are a God, if you can really save me, show me. Go ahead, I dare you. Pray that prayer and then get ready because he will show you. Bible says if you seek me with all of your heart, you'll find me. Problem is most people... Most people that are not saved have decided that that's what they want. I've heard the testimony of some 28 people that have died and saw the other side. The ones, not all of them, but the ones that went to hell, guess what they said? Everybody was saying in hell. When they got down there, everybody was saying, please go back and tell my brothers and sisters not to come here. You mean it was a choice? Yeah. You are choosing to stay in your sin. You are choosing to live the way of the devil. You're choosing to allow him to come into your life to kill, steal, and destroy. You are choosing destruction. You are choosing evil. But you don't have to. Say these words. Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus. Jesus. Forgive my sins. Be my God. In Jesus' name. Again, Jesus. Forgive my sins. Be my God. In Jesus' name. It's as simple as that. It's the name. It's the name above every name. Jesus came to set the captives free. You're a captive. Ask him to set you free. Ask him to set you free. Ask Jesus to set you free. That's why he came. He'll do it. Skip that, I already covered that. Why become a member? Because you don't want to be a wandering generality. You don't want to be an island out there. You want to state before God, I'm a Christian. I believe what these people believe. Yeah, but how do I know? Just read your King James Bible. We believe the King James Bible. We do our best to follow it. If you believe that, Go to prophecyclub.com or spiritofprophecychurch.com. Click become a member. Become a member, ministry member. Join us. Become part of us. 
they're doing some things in the back. Okay, all right, well, start preparing the song. Next thing, I would ask you to click like, share, and subscribe. I uh, I told you that we were looking at some analytics. Well, I, I went to look at some other analytics on uh, YouTube, and uh, like 96, 97, 98% of the people like the program. And what happens if you click like, if you click like, then the computer that doesn't understand about Jesus, said, hey, a lot of people are liking this one. Let's send it out to more people. So it sees more people. You can help this message reach more people by clicking like. And then you click share, and you send it out to all your email list. That's a pretty good way to get the gospel out there. And click subscribe. That helps. That lets you know when we're putting more programs up. Now you have a a song? Yes. Okay. I'll turn it back over to our praise and worship. We are? (laughs) This is impromptu. Yes. Um, We're just going to, if we could all stand, we're going to sing Thou Art Worthy in closing today. Can we turn my mic off? I'm going to click the X in the top right corner. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord. To receive glory, glory and honor, glory. For thou hast created, hast all things created. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure they are created. Thou hast created, hast all things created, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are created, for Take the book and to open the seals thereof. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.